0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC. Hi, I'm Alice Living, best selling author, personal trainer, and host of Give Me Strength, where we discuss the positives of living a stronger life physically and mentally with the hope to inspire you to do the same. Welcome to Give Me Strength. My guest today is Jessie Winter who burst onto our screens as the lovable Aussie girl next door in last year's Love Island. After finding her match in Farmer Will, the two now share the reality of life after Love Island, which for them includes all things fitness, farm life and generally having lots of fun. Aside from her TV personality fame, Jessie is a qualified personal trainer and a big advocate for prioritizing health and well-being for women. Jessie, I'm so excited to have you on. How are you doing today?
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm absolutely great. Loving life. The sun's out shining today, which is always a good start to the day. It's not Australia, Jessie. Like, let's be <laughs>
0: honest, we've had some miserable weather, but I'll take the sun today for sure. <laughs>
1: Beautiful. Yeah, I really do i'm getting the true british experience of exactly and everything i'm embracing all of it all ends of the spectrum <laughs> now the first thing i'd love to hear
0: about is like life after love island it must actually be really hard and you've not only done it once you've done it twice so what is it like when you come out of the villa people know who you are and that shift to i guess kind of being famous, not being able to pop down to your local Sainsbury's with your pajamas on, people wanting photos with you, people knowing who you are. What is that shift
1: like? Yeah, it's definitely been a whirlwind. And despite the fact that I've done it twice, each time I think has just been a completely different experience in itself. And I think there isn't really anything that can prepare you for that big shift. Um, Because when you're in the Love Island Villa, you really are so closed off and you don't understand that everyone's watching you. Like your brain just does not register that. So coming out and then everyone's known everything about you that you've said over the last eight weeks it is pretty crazy but I personally have come off with my beautiful boyfriend Will and we've actually been able to do all of this together so we're just loving it and you know we've met so many people that are so lovely day-to-day I do sneak down to my little Sainsbury's in my pyjamas actually a couple times and I shamelessly will get photos of people even if I'm not dressed very well. Um, but I think it's just so lovely meeting all these people along the way.
0: That's so nice. And look, it's been so lovely to see your journey having actually found someone because you know on Love Island, we're kind of used now to people coming out and maybe not having the most genuine of relationships. So it's actually really nice with you guys to see that it does work. It happens for people. And I think that's really nice. Now, look, one of the things that I'm interested by is this idea of of eyes on you for eight weeks and constantly having to be as I describe it kind of on and I feel like maybe you're similar to me and I get this vibe from you but I correct me if I'm wrong but I sort of see you as like a bit of an introvert extrovert like you're great when you're around people but you also kind of need you time you need to be by yourself maybe a little bit to wind down you know from from that kind of Oneness, as I describe it. How was that like? You know, how did that feel for eight weeks where you're having cameras on you, you're around people all the time? It must have been a bit of a sensory kind of overload.
1: No, you're 100% correct with that. So I very much am introverted, extrovert. So for me, I, it is so important to wind down and get my alone time and I think that's um that's a reason that I have been so into my fitness over the years because that is like the one time and place where I do truly get time for myself in the villa it was really important for me to find these small times so um lunchtime I would always try to go do like a little workout on my own if it was like even when it came to times like brushing our teeth I would kind of just like zone out get this period of time to take for myself because in that villa everyone is in there together 24-7 and it's like if you don't take the time for yourself, I feel as though that's when you are going to kind of like react and get overwhelmed and nobody wants to be overwhelmed, especially when you're almost trapped in an environment like you are. Mm, Yeah,
0: definitely. Like I even saw it this year that full disclosure, like I'm a massive Love Island fan. So like you're speaking to (laughs) someone who loves it already. But like this year I saw that someone had said about Molly that, you know, oh, she was she didn't really hang out with the girls and she was really quiet. And I thought like, you know, it must be really hard if you're someone that needs that alone time. Like I definitely need, if I've been having a day where I'm around people loads, that time to decompress to kind of have that time to take for yourself so yeah working out is obviously one of the things that you would be able to do but I just imagine that 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 it must have been quite hard
1: yeah so I listened to that um what Molly had said and I actually related to that so much because when I was in the villa like with the lunchtime I didn't want to speak to anyone like I didn't want to speak to the producers didn't want to speak to the other islanders I didn't even want to speak to Will I needed to have that time for myself and it's not because like you know there was an act on or, or anything it's because I really need to almost recharge my batteries and if I don't don't take these times to myself to recharge my batteries. There is no way that I would have been able to last that whole time in the villa. And I do think sometimes people do, don't understand that. Like everyone's different in the way that they expend their energy, and everyone's different on the way in the way that they like recharge their batteries and whatnot. And for me, like that alone time is so so important.
0: I agree. And I actually think it's a really good amount of self-awareness to know that that is something that you need. Like, I think that now, you know, I'm 30 now and I feel like I have the confidence to be able to communicate that to like my partner or my friends or whatever and be like, I just need a weekend where I'm, you know, chilling or if, you know, I'm supposed to be going for dinner, I'm like, I'm just a bit overwhelmed. I need to kind of have a bit of alone time. I feel like I can communicate that better now, but you're right. It's something that takes a little while to have the confidence to convey because it can look as though you're being maybe a bit kind of self-absorbed. Or that you're a bit rude, or kind of that you're not very social. So I think it's really good to hear, you know, that, like you said, everyone is different and actually learning to prioritize that level of self care and you know need you know the needs that you have in terms of trying to be your best self
1: hundred percent and some people don't really realize that that is a form of self-care as well like you said they will see it as like I'm being anti-social or I don't want to be there but it's like no I do want to be there but I've just got to make sure that I do these small things so I can be as pleasant as possible for everyone including myself and it is something that does take a long time to learn for example when I was younger I didn't know that's what I needed so I would be in situations where I'd almost find myself getting overly emotional, almost worked up. And I would be like, what is going on with me? And I just didn't understand. And like, I would go home after socializing and I would almost need to sleep for a day to recover, or I wouldn't want to socialize again. But I think if you're one of those people that does need to recharge their social batteries, once you know and understand that and learn how to manage it, you can, you know, give so much more socially and go out and do so much more for yourself.
0: hundred percent. And kind of on that theme, I'm really interested in self confidence self esteem like i would say you know as a viewer you came across as incredibly in a good way like really self assured and self confident and and you knew who you were the moment you walked in it was like i i know exactly who i am but you know i don't know how your experience has been kind of coming out of the villa and i guess having a huge following having lots of eyes on you sort of what that can do to your confidence because i know for myself like i actually think that sometimes having a big following being really exposed to lots of people and lots of opinions can really damage your self-confidence like I know in myself I've had to do so much work to develop that sense of inner confidence rather than relying on self-validation from other people online and it's quite a hard journey and I guess you can you come off a show where people have so many opinions about you about your relationship about you know everything that you've done over the last eight weeks how do you find yourself kind of trying to anchor your self-confidence and really know that like regardless of how people perceived you that you were kind of enough and that you were very okay as you are?
1: So this is actually something I did really struggle with when I came off Love Island Australia and when I came off Love Island the first time. And I think because I struggled with it so much, I was like, okay, I need to learn how to navigate this in order to be able, like, you know, I've already gone on the show. I've already, people already have these opinions. I need to learn how to deal with this. Um, So I've actually put a lot of self-growth and like self time to develop and grow on this because it is really difficult. I feel as though, especially when these comments and opinions of people catch you when you're in a lonely moment I think that's you know the harshest the harshest time for it um but for me it is you do just really have to remind yourself of who you are and whenever I do get these like negative opinions because they always come they're you know it's not that many but I feel as though one or two negative comments can really just ruin your day, um, especially depending on how you're already feeling. But for me, I do just need to remind myself, I have such a good support network. I have beautiful friends and family. And, you know, if my friends and family wouldn't say or agree with what these people were saying, then it's just nothing to me. Um, and unfortunately, it is it is a lot easier to say that you can just look away from the negativity and look away from the comments. But I, every time I find myself feeling a little bit emotional or attached to a comment, I need to step back and be like, okay, so how do you feel about yourself? Because if there is a comment that I'm almost sticking to, it's almost as though there's some part of me that may believe that's true. Um, and it's just like a matter of sitting with myself and kind of working through it and really thinking about it and understanding why I'm attached to this comment and what I'm going to do to steer myself out of that.
0: I think that's such great advice and yeah I think it's almost applicable whether you're online or not you know that we can go through life and and get these little knocks or chinks in our kind of confidence where you start to question things about yourself you know I've had it both online and offline there have been comments that have been made and you sort of obsess over it and focus on it and you're absolutely right it's like rather than accepting things to be true and sort of acknowledging that whatever anyone says about you must be right it's about learning to have the autonomy to say let me question that or let me sit with that for a bit and actually do I genuinely and believe that to be true you know I think that's a really important life lesson
1: 100% and in life like no matter what yeah like you said with the your online and your offline people are never always going to agree with you and you truly cannot please everyone and that is definitely something when I came off Love Island Australia I was 23 years old um I feel like You know, I'm a country gal. It was very different um, being exposed to beforehand going on the show. Um, So these are things I just really had to realize, look, Jesse, you're not going to ever please anyone, so make sure you're pleasing yourself. Make sure you're making yourself happy. And then if you are making yourself happy and you feel confident within yourself, these things are just going to, you know, they're not going to bother you. And has there been
0: anything that you've done to kind of get yourself to that place? Have you ever had therapy or has there been any kind of books that you've read that have really helped you to find that sense of inner peace and confidence?
1: Yeah. So I have done therapy in the past. Um, coming off the both of the Love Islands as well, they offer um, therapy sessions, which is I think is great. Um, Doing therapy is one start, but then actually applying the therapy to your real life. Um, oh God, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You can go to a therapist, but if you're not ready to listen, for me, and that's kind of what happened to me when I did therapy when I was younger, I went in being like, this is going to fix everything, got all this beautiful advice. However, I almost wasn't prepared to actually put that advice into action. Um, But as the years have gone on, I've really kind of focused I really thought back and being like, you know what, you've been given the answer, but you've not ready to put it into action. And I've had to ask myself, why is that? One thing for me is asking yourself, why, 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 why? A therapist actually told me that. So, you know, repetitively asking yourself why, and then what's the reason? And then why is the reason? Why? Because when you say you're upset about something, and someone says why, you can say, oh, because it upset me. And then you ask again, why did it upset you though? And then you'll probably find within yourself, there's something that you're holding on to or something that has triggered you in the past. And that's the true reason. And if you actually understand why you're reacting to certain ways to things, that's when you're going to be able to resolve it. So pretty much I just question myself a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which I guess is a good thing. Like it can be a good thing. I think, you know, as as long as it comes from a a good place and you're actually doing something positive with those answers and you're not just leaving yourself feeling as though you're making all the wrong choices, <laughs> I think it's great. And you're right, therapy is one of those things that can be packaged up really easily and looks like a really shiny, great thing to do if you need if you need to work on sort of self-improvement or getting yourself to a better place. But actually the real work is done in all of the time outside of therapy rather than in that session. And I think sometimes the journey is actually everything that you do, you know, sort of putting the learnings into place rather than sitting and talking to someone for that hour or whatever it is. And I think that was a big learning for me. I know that I went to therapy as well. I was like, this is going to be so easy. Let me just sit and talk about my problems. And leave feeling so much better, and yeah, it didn't, it didn't quite do the trick.
1: You must have felt so proud of yourself, though, for going to therapy. Like that is always such a really good start. And I feel like when people acknowledge the fact that perhaps you know therapy is something they want to do, that is such a good movement forward because it's like they've added point where they want to decide that they want to make things better so whether the therapy session does the trick or not from the start you're still making progress by just going look that is the perfect positive spin you are very good at that (laughs) but you're absolutely
0: right you are completely right and one thing kind of on that is look like you came out of a show where you were in a different country I know that you're from Tasmania is that right yes and is you know I'm guessing country girl which actually in terms of finding Will is perfect, because country <laughs> girl meets country boy. But, you know, you're from the other side of the world, you en- enter a show, you leave, you, you obviously have a partner, but you're, you know, hundreds of miles away from your support network, which is your family, your friends that are back home. How has it been living in a completely different country? I know, um, obviously, it's, it's great that you have Will. But as you said, like, you also have so many incredible people who who make up your support network, um, who are, really far away. Has it been difficult?
1: It has actually been insane. So I know that we do show on social media, all the positives, all the happy's and smiles. Um, it definitely has been like amazing. I love being over here with Will. However, there have been tough times. I'd be lying if I didn't say that I didn't get homesick, if I didn't have um, di- difficulty adjusting, but I kind of always say it's not necessarily what's put in front of you that will be the issue. It's how you decide to deal with it. So whenever I have felt homesick, I have always made sure that I do reach out to my family. They're all the way on the other side of the world, but they're still there for me and I can access them by FaceTime. I can still communicate with them. Will has been so supportive and if I ever have found myself feeling down because I miss home, I think it's been really important for me to actually voice that to Will as well, and actually speak about it to the people around me, just so they can understand what's going on. I feel as though if you're ever upset or something's wrong and you don't really talk to people about it, it almost comes across as though like I'm in a bad mood. Um, and you know, I don't want other people feeling impacted as well because they think I'm upset and whatnot. It's just it's just a matter of talking about it and being open about how you feel
0: and how. Will was it going? I know you went home recently for a couple of months. How was that?
1: Oh, It was so beautiful going home. Honestly, my heart has never felt so full. And I think I really did need to go home. So after the show, um, it had been ages since I'd seen my family. And I feel like you know when you come home from love island everyone gets to go to these like welcome home parties with all their friends and family and unfortunately because i was in the uk i couldn't see my friends or family so i feel like i really did need to go home and once i did go home i almost like recharged my batteries and kind of found myself a little bit more which is just what i needed to like ground my feet um and i've come back to the uk feeling more confident and happy than ever so
0: that's so nice and also i'm guessing so nice for your family to finally meet well
1: I know they absolutely loved Will and I think he loved them too so we had so much fun in Australia which was incredible too because you know we've come off the show together imagine if they didn't get along that that would be a nightmare. (laughs) Exactly and also
0: yeah finally got the family seal of approval which is great. We'll be back after this. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... But actually on that, and I think this is a really interesting dynamic because I know just from speaking to my friends, a lot of people doubt the genuine nature of relationships that come from Love Island, right? Um, But I have to say, it seems like you and Will have a genuine, like true connection and it's really working for you guys. (laughs) I mean, I think that it's so nice to see. And look, I, I see you both on social media and stuff. And as much as I know that some of that can be, you know, not in your case, but you know, typically a lot of it can be for show. I actually, I genuinely buy into your connection and your relationship. But I think that it'd be interesting to hear about how it's been trying to navigate, like having a new relationship, having this new partner that you need to learn all these things about and kind of you know, build a life with. And doing that all so publicly, that must be kind of, I guess, guess a bit of a challenge.
1: 100%. And I really do feel as though over the past few years, I have done so much self-growth and development within myself. And I think if I was put in this position when I was maybe 23, 22, I don't think I would have been able to navigate this situation as much. Um, But, you know, we have put in a lot of hard work and I think it, it does come down to we are both very determined we're very confident in what we want and who we are and it has taken a lot even like even to my ego you know opening up about almost everything so that we clearly communicate everything so that we can make sure that we're moving forward in the right direction and we're continuing to make each other happy and we're not letting the stress and the pressure of being in the public eye either get in the way of our relationship I really think the communication between Will and I is just like absolutely amazing it's actually I could not have dreamt to have a relationship like this with anybody else um and it does go to show if you want something to work you will work through it and you will find a way to make it work and that's exactly what we've done we've had our hurdles we've had our you know we've had little issues in the past but like we have worked through everything and we're just so happy with each other. So
0: I think that you're right. Communication is so important in relationships, but I also think before that is having a safe relationship in order to be able to open up and communicate. Like I find in relationships, the biggest thing that draws me to someone is vulnerability. I feel if someone is able to be vulnerable with me and me, them, that really bonds us. But obviously you need to create an environment in which that feels comfortable in itself, which can take time in a relationship. So I think that it's great that you guys have that. And it's so nice to be able to see that for you both a genuine fan and fan and follower. <laughs> now, one of the things that I love to hear about is obviously, you know, that I love my fitness. I'm a personal trainer, as are you. Um, talk to me about your fitness journey. So when did you get into training? Have you always been into fitness? When did you become a PT? Like, how did it all start for you?
1: I have always loved exercise, sports, fitness, anything. This literally dates back to when I was in primary school. So I'm the oldest sister of, I've got younger siblings um, and then growing up two of those younger siblings are quite close to me in age so I'd be literally 10 years old and my idea of like fun and games would be like making workout tracks in the backyard and making <laughs> everyone do workouts together. My siblings were like oh my god what the hell is going on um, and going on like family jogs and stuff so I don't know if it's like because I was raised in such a rural and remote area. We had so much space to run around outside. Um, but I've loved fitness since I was so young. Um, I then went into dancing when I was in primary school and I just loved it. Almost any group environment that brings people together and have you have to work in a team, that is a type of environment I feel like I thrive in and love being in. Um, so I love dancing. And then when I was about 12 years old, I moved on to netball absolutely fell in love with netball um loved training for it loved playing the games I ended up coaching and umpiring netball and I think coaching netball is probably what kind of almost set up that pathway for me to become a personal trainer because like I was you know we were training it wasn't gym programs and whatnot but it was it was training coaching and I absolutely love that like leadership aspect and then after netball, I moved on to play a sport called AFL football. So in Australia, we have our own version of football and it's called Aussie rules. Um, It's a bit like rugby. (laughs) Uh, With rugby, with this sport, AFL, uh, we had a set gym program for this. So Um, you know, this was about putting on a bit of size and strength. And I absolutely loved that strength training, fell in love with it. And then at the same time, we'd have our like track and field training, um, to make sure that we could run out of full game. So, Playing that sport also made me just fall in love with the weight training side of things. And then I guess like my passion for fitness is just always kind of, it's just always unfolded.
0: And has it been always about like how it makes you feel? Like have you always had that kind of connection to um, it being connected to, I guess, your mental health, your overall feeling, or have you ever gone through a period where you're like, no, I need to train to to look a certain way, as so many of us do. And then you kind of come out the other side of that and you're like, actually, it's more important to do it for all, all the other reasons that, you know, are kind of great about exercise size.
1: Yeah, so when I was younger, I would say I was always quite naturally fit. Like I never really had to, I never, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what my body was classified as because I never looked at it that way. It was can I play the sport the best of my ability? Like that's what I was there to do. Show up, give a hundred percent and be the best athlete I could be. However, unfortunately when I did get into it was once I just got out of school, um, I was probably about 18 particularly, I did actually quit So I played football and I actually quit football so I could train more in the gym because I did almost get addicted to the physical side of things. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I kind of got addicted to trying to make myself look better. So this is where my little fitness journey goes, a little bit dark. Um, I did get kind of caught in that trap of exercising to look a certain way and that's when I dropped the sport because, unfortunately, Because I was exercising to look a certain way, I wasn't able to perform as good as the sports because I actually wasn't as strong. I didn't have as much energy. Um, I didn't have as much focus because at the time I didn't realize, but what I was actually doing was actually damaging my body. Um, I was making myself weaker, slower, slower, had less energy. So yeah, I had to drop the sport because of this. Um, And I did go through like quite a dark period and it took me a long time to come out of that. But I think because I went through this dark period, that's why I do have so much knowledge and I have now I have a completely different look on exercise yeah
0: so talk me through what exercise is to you now like what does a workout do for you and how do you approach kind of fitness in general because obviously like your your journey sounds fairly similar to mine like it was performance then it was actually I need to look a certain way and it becomes incredibly unhealthy and quite disordered and then you know thankfully and 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 positively you're able to come out the other side but you really have to be careful then of how you approach things and kind of have some strict boundaries on on what exercise means to you because obviously we know that exercise is is great for us but it's also you know there is so much of, you know, there is such a thing, sorry, as having too much of a good thing. So it's about managing it and having it in an amount that feels good, that feels positive for your health, that feels good for your, your both mind and body. How did you kind of build those new boundaries and develop, I guess, a new relationship with exercise coming out of that dark place?
1: So when I had this very bad experience with my body image, food, and exercise, I almost got so scared off it, that I actually completely left exercise out of my life. Like I, I almost became scared of it. I felt as though if I were to do a workout, I'm going to get addicted and, you know, I'm going to go down that hole again. And Mm. I think a big pivotal point for me was when I was in this really dark place, I remember I would be able to run for hours. I felt as though my physique looked how it was supposed to be, but I felt so, I felt like I had nothing to give. Like my energy was so low. My mental health was so low. I just remember this one day when I was like, what are you doing this for? because you've got the body that you wanted, you've got your ideal weight, but now you don't have the confidence to go out and talk to people. You don't have the energy to go live the life you wanted to live. And I think that's when it I almost just had like a spark moment. And I was like, this is not how you're supposed to be living. You're actually wasting your life away and being a slave to your body image. So when I kind of came out of that, I almost had like a fear to get back into exercise. And it literally, it took me like over a year to get back into it. I had this idea like nope I'm not exercising I don't need it I just want to live my life and enjoy my life and then it got to a point where I started to really miss it and I was like you know what I feel like this is my body telling me you know this is you used exercise once upon a time as a way to help you know declutter your mind you enjoyed it it wasn't all pain and it wasn't scary like it is to you now. And so I really started to ease my way back into it. I started off by doing just like walks, going on my daily walks. And it was weird because I would have to almost tell myself, I'd start going for a walk and I'd be like, okay, you're walking for 30 minutes only because in the past I'd go for a walk and that walk would just, I'd keep saying, keep pushing, keep going. And then I'd end up walking for three hours and that was just not realistic. So when I was easing myself back into exercise, I was like, take it slow, go for a 30 minute walk. If you're going to do a workout, do a 20 minute workout. Um, And I like almost had to create boundaries for myself. So I didn't overwork my body um, and get to a point where I had in the past. And, And then, yeah, as I came back to exercise, I did start to get that feeling back like, oh, my God, I actually love this. And then from there, I went back to group classes. And I think my first group class was just I actually felt at home. I was so happy. I found I had because my body had recovered at this point. I had so much energy and the exercise was so fun. I loved speaking to the trainer. I loved speaking to everybody else in the class. And I think that's kind of where I started to fall back in love with exercise.
0: I love that. I think as well like is so it's such an important message And I think this is really poignant for, you know, a lot of my audience as well, that when we have like a hyper focus on our body, it actually breeds more insecurity than less. I think that all of us have this ideal in our head that if we shrink ourselves, life will be better, everything's going to be great, everything will go, you know, go better than ever. And actually like the reality is often really far different from that. When we have such a focus on how we look and we're working towards that specific goal. And I'm not saying that having a, you know, a physique goal is totally awful. I'm, you know, there's definitely a spectrum, but I think that, having such a hyper focus on your body almost breeds actually a deeper level of insecurity because if you even veer a tiny bit away from what you perceive to be your ideal, you can actually be like, Oh God, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've lost my physique or I feel like I'm not as, you know, um, you know, kind of body positive as I used to be. And, you know, I, it, it can be quite a difficult space to get yourself into. And I actually really relate to having to be really strict on that rebuilding phase, you know, having to say to yourself, as much as I know that brain is telling you, you might need to do more actually body is saying do less like I need to learn to do less and be comfortable with doing less and I think that's a lesson that lots of us can relate to in terms of having to really build a healthy relationship with exercise rather than one that just says go 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 override every feeling of tiredness or needing to rest Um, it's really important
1: no I completely agree with that and I feel as though what you said about like that insecurity when you're so fixated on how your body looks it's as though if you're actually not truly comfortable with yourself then no matter what weight or however your body looks you're never going to be satisfied and it's like you're always kind of chasing something that actually It's not your body that needs to change. It's your mindset and love towards yourself.
0: I completely agree with that. Because if it's not your body, then it will become, oh, well, it's this. Oh, but it's that. It's my job. It's this. It's that. Like, it's about constantly thinking of the external things that need to change rather than looking inwards and saying, actually, like, have compassion for myself, learn to love myself. I I completely relate to that. And look, we we say it as though it's really easy. (laughs) It's obviously incredibly (laughs) difficult. And it's a journey, right? Like, no one clicks their fingers and suddenly wakes up and goes, oh, I love myself. I'm happy again but I do think that it has to start with an acknowledgement of you know what like being thin isn't going to make me you know a better nicer kinder person Mm -hmm. actually giving myself that love is probably going to be far more beneficial in the long term and short term uh and i think that it's a really important thing to learn like it, it it there's not a pot of gold at the end of the fat loss rainbow like it's it's not some magical place that you get to and suddenly everything's fine like you're still going to have all of the shit that you're burned with burdened with at the end of that journey it just might be that you're in a smaller frame but you know like I think it's a really important message.
1: Um, Whenever I felt insecure about the way I looked and I would almost get in my head like, oh no, you've gained weight. So people are gonna say this about you. I would always remind myself, people don't remember the way you looked. They remember how you made them feel. So I kind of, that was also another pivotal point for me because I was like, why am I trying to look good when I can actually be putting my energy into brightening people's day?
0: And I had to remember that as a trainer. I remember like when I first started to kind of move away from my previous image and, and everything that I stood by before, I was like oh my god my clients aren't going to think that I'm a good trainer anymore people aren't going to think online that I'm like a good coach and actually like you're absolutely right I had to really pivot my attention to how can I make people feel how can my messaging my brand my ethos really touch people and um be sympathetic to what people genuinely need, rather than just looking the part, but having zero to zero kind of qualifications or um, you know kind of stuff to back that up. I was like, I'd rather be a really good coach who just gets it, who can make people feel amazing, than just look the part. It's so and you much know more important. I
1: me. you looked absolutely incredible, regardless. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, I get to a place now
0: where I'm like, yeah, I do. But you know, <laughs> at the time, it was a difficult journey for sure. Ah, uh, Jesse, this has been so great, and I'd love to hear for the last thing about you know, kind of what you have coming up, like what does life after Love Island hold for you? Have you got big plans for the future? Are you going down the fitness route? Are you doing more social media stuff? Like what's coming up?
1: So the past few months has really just been about grounding our feet, getting me comfortable here in the UK, bringing Will back to see the family. Um, and yeah, just finding our feet, but we are at a stage where we are looking to plan forward. Um, Will is right back into his farming, which is, I love seeing it. He's always out, out there working hard every day. Um, and and for myself, I do really want to get myself back into the fitness industry. The next questions I do kind of have to ask myself is, am I going to look to do face-to-face work or am I going to move a bit of it online? Um, for me, I love the social day-to-day interactions. Um, I just love, you know, being a trainer and actually being there with your clients. So that is one thing I definitely want to do. Um, but there may be some exciting things in the works for online, but it's not confirmed yet. <laughs>
0: Oh, watch this space. How exciting. (laughs) Jesse! thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you. It's been really insightful and actually really nice to hear kind of both sides, both the Love Island, just to feed my inner Love Island geek, but also the fitness side as well. It's been really lovely. So thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you maybe in London at some point in the future.
1: It's been so lovely chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you
0: so much for listening i really hope you enjoyed that episode i would love it if you could take some time to rate your view and follow the podcast as it really helps others to find it we have a new episode dropping each week so this will also ensure you don't miss out see you next time insanity group